Hey, you're listening to WRBH Radio 88.3 FM. This is your host in New Orleans by mouth, Chef Amy Sins. And here in the studio, we have some very dear friends to WRBH and great restaurateurs. Uh, we have uh, Mary and Greg Sonier with Gabrielle Restaurant. And Mary, who has a past career in uh this here at WRBH, and uh, I'm still honored every day to have had an opportunity to fill her shoes here and do some some Thanks, food Amy. radio. <laughs> well, so y'all, thank y'all so much for coming in, and uh, I can't believe it took me this long to to get y'all on the show, but I feel like um, we're all so connected with social media and everything that's happening, and lots of fun and exciting things are happening. So why don't you? Tell us what's happened. Gabrielle, y'all reopened, new location. Give us a scoop. Yeah. the uh, You know, I want to say after uh, my stints at different places uh, after the storm because we couldn't reopen at our old location or the new location where we tried to open on Uptown. But nonetheless, we always were looking for a place. I always wanted to have a restaurant, Gabrielle Restaurant again. Mm-hmm. And uh, the other caveat was to have my daughter work for us, and her name's Gabrielle. And sure enough, both of them came true, um, and we found that place on Orleans Avenue. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, we had actually found a location before that, but things just, again, did not work out. <laughs> so uh, another year went by, but th- this place, you know, I think is better, so... And isn't that how the universe works? You know, sometimes, mm-hmm. like, you're disappointed right. and you're like, oh, that right. didn't work. And, and that's then, a, that's what it was. It was like, oh, no, not again. But th- it was kismet because uh, this location on Orleans, I think, is feels really nice for us. So, Well, and also we're next to uh, probably two famous restaurants in New Orleans, Dookie Chase and Willie Mae Scotch House. And... Every day there's a line at both places, I want to say, and so we hopefully one day will have a line like that. <laughs> I don't want to fly. You know, but I think, I think uh, sometimes we uh, we uh, get some of those people that don't want to wait. <laughs> yeah. so, we do. so you know, that's, well, fortunately, that's kinda, they send yeah. some of them send us a they send us. So they send us some of their business that they can't uh, accommodate. So that's nice. I agree. agree. (laughs) And uh, we've had nothing but uh, a lot of fun being in that location. Uh, Yeah, everybody's been very nice to us and and very welcoming. So it's been good. And the space was like an it was originally like a a corner store, or it was a um, it was like a convenience store slash. Chinese uh, breakfast uh, restaurant called the Walkin Soul. Right. So, (laughs) well, before the storm, uh, it was a meat and seafood market. Yeah, before Katrina, it was originally built in the 1940s. As such, it was a meat and seafood market, and then obviously the storm uh, basically inundated it, and they, the people that owned it, gutted it, and then turned it into I want to say a Chinese store. that served plate lunches and things like that. But anyway, they kind of gave up. They didn't want to say it didn't make it so that we looked at it when it was for sale. It had a complete kitchen. It had everything going for it, licenses to boot. And we said, well, what the hell? Let's try it. And took us a little while to renovate. 
And then we flooded, and then we have to renovate a little bit more, but we, we made it. We flooded twice. Yeah. <laughs> so w- whenever y'all walked into the space and you're like, okay, I'm going to renovate it, did y'all set, like, you know, so many of us remember the beloved restaurant, uh, your other restaurant, and did you go, I want to make this feel similar, I want to make it feel different, we want to redefine, what was your thought process when you walked in the space and said, all right, here it is. We're turning it into Gabrielle. Well, well, we wanted the same familial feel, like family feel, but the space was not the same. The old space on Esplanade was a triangle built, I mean, triangle building, and it had some problems with that because, um, and it, the roof was really low, so it wasn't exactly the same, but yeah, we did want that same cozy neighborhood, upscale bistro, you know, family bistro type of place. So, so, and I think we've gotten that with that. I think we did that. I mean, it's, you know, it's not, um, I mean, you're not going to walk in and you'll know that this wasn't done by a designer or anything. This is something that a family put together. So... And yeah. that's that's yeah. what's so charming, yeah. right? Because you're putting, you know, you name the restaurant after your daughter. She works with you, and you're you're like family is all mm-hmm. like it really yeah. is. Uh, and we don't have a, a lot of staff people, uh, just like the old place. And you know, one of the things too for this place too is you know the time it takes to get to the father's table is not too many steps. And unlike a lot of other places where it takes a long time to go and bring food to people, it's not that far from where we're at. Yeah. And now I think the biggest difference probably is the bar. We have, a, uh, you know, a little larger bar so we can seat people and feed them at the bar, which is nice. I like So, that. yeah, if somebody walks in, they don't have a reservation or they're alone, they can sit at the bar and eat. And that's been very popular. So that's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, so whenever you were putting together the menu, um, you know, I love I love now that restaurants, you know, they tell you their dinner menu, but they also tell you their drink menu. And I noticed that as soon as I went to your website, it's like, yes, I can come and sit at the bar and have some snacks and a drink or I can have this this great dinner. When y'all were putting that together, were you reaching for old flavors of the past, Gabrielle, or did you... In all this time, did you go, oh, my God, I came up with all these new crazy ideas, and now I can't wait to put it on the menu? (laughs) Well, we always kind of kept in the same, I want to say, format that we had at Gabrielle, where, and also we kind of, Mary and I both learned for working for Chef Paul, was that, you know, a plate of food uh, really reflects of who you are uh, when you serve it at your restaurant. And... I looked at it as a as a uh, maybe an evolution from the um, um, previous menu that we had at, on Esplanade, and so we evolved it a little bit further. Obviously, there were some dishes that we just really couldn't improve upon, so we kept them the same. Right, but yeah. it, it is twelve years later, and since then, I mean, the craft cocktail has become a thing, and so we're. I don't particularly care for a drink that takes, you know, five minutes to make um, or whatever. I did, we did want to put on some specialty cocktails that were ours, and so we did that. Uh, and Marsh um, 
Prudhomme, who is our bartender and my soon-to-be son-in-law. Congratulations. Uh, came and yeah, he's, uh, <laughs> he actually is from Lafayette. Yeah. And, uh, and came up with a uh, cocktail menu, and I think he did a really nice job. And, you know, there's something about, you know, being a chef and, you know, you just said that it kind of represents you and you're putting the food and you realize the journey you've made in the last few years and the different influences that have changed your life. Has your approach to cooking changed at all? Um, I want to say that obviously, and I think for every chef, the basics are always there. Now, uh, definitely as a chef, believe it or not, I learn something new every day. Yeah. And so that, you know, you always keep on learning, even if, you know, even if t- as time goes by, you keep on learning more and more. And yeah, I want to say you definitely, your cha- taste change. I think other people's, um, you know, what they expect out of you changes and, and on down the road. So that the whole culture of food in New Orleans is changing without a doubt. And, you know, One of the things that I love is that here in New Orleans, it seems like we have this really interesting dynamic going on with food. And there's this, we want to preserve the old way. And then we have another school of thought that really wants to be modern and innovative. And I feel like y'all fall like in this kind of really fun middle and that you have classic, classic stuff and that same family love, but, you know, you have adapted a little bit to what's going on in New Orleans. And and make it my interpretation of that classic mix, which I think that's what a lot of chefs do where we're at their place. And, uh, and New Orleans is special because there ain't too many places that have our type of food. And if they do, then a lot of times it's not the same. I agree. And, you know, whenever y'all were doing this, my favorite part of my job is recipe testing. Uh, Maybe actually not so much the testing as it is writing down all the ideas I want to put on the menu. The testing and the application part is the hard work. Right. But whenever uh, y'all, you know, said, okay, we're going to put this, you know, smoked quail gumbo on the menu. Did you try it out on your family? Did you try it out on the staff? Or did you say, I know this is darn good and it's just going on the menu? Honestly, Greg um, just comes up with it and cooks it and there it is. It's like magic, right? Well, I mean, you may have tried that a few times. I mean, no, no, no. I I really uh, uh, thought about it a, a really good gumbo, a unique gumbo, and something that's really not been served before at restaurants. And so then that was my criteria. And then and then you go from there and kind of think, well, how do I put this together and what would be the best thing? Uh, obviously, sausage is the biggest component of gumbo, I think. And, uh, uh, and the way we do the sausage is a green sausage with mm-hmm. anise and fennel. In it. But and you didn't really try it out at home or anything like no. that. You just made it. I yeah. mean, it was a, it's great, but you didn't yeah. really Well, then also I wanted to take, put a smoke component in it, but not in the broth, which I did at the previous place. And I thought maybe just do a really good broth or a good um, chicken yeah. Uh, yeah. broth with root. Yeah, that's and you and, smoke and the not, quail. And then smoke the quail so that every there's a whole bunch of different flavors on in one and dish. The, and then yeah. that. Well, yeah. But, so, I mean, I, I see you write 
the Friday lunch menu, or uh, I've seen you write menus, you know, a half hour before you cook them. <laughs> yeah, I can do that. <laughs> so don't do what I do, people, but I... <laughs> yeah. No, I enjoy doing that. And I always think that when I create something or, or think of a dish, I always think of how it should taste on the palate of your mouth. And uh, obviously, when we uh, create dishes, that's the first thing I think of. And as far as presentation and stuff like that, yeah, I can make it look pretty and all that, but it's got to it's got to jive together, I guess you could say. And you know, I am a a sucker for quail. There are certain things on menus that I don't cook at home, and if mm-hmm. I see it on a menu, it's the first thing I'm going right. to get. Quail is something you find in restaurants. Not many people. I mean, you don't even, where do you even get it? My at hunters store? won't give it up. They all eat it at the camp, <laughs> right. and it never makes it right. to my freezer. Right. Yeah. No. I, uh, um, I mean, you we were accused on social media of putting quail in the gumbo just to get the, just to jack the price up, which is so ridiculous. <laughs> you know, I feel like quail is, it, again, it's something you're not cooking at I home. Mean, you want somebody to pe- make it for you. Exactly. I mean, it's something that people would go out to eat. I mean, you know, yeah. when you're in a restaurant, you go out to eat something special. And when we first opened our restaurant, um, we're in what Greg likes to call the chicken triangle because there's Willie Mays and Dookie Chase. And he swore we would never serve chicken at our restaurant. We didn't. We don't. And we don't. We will serve serve turkey. We serve turkey. We serve quail. But no chicken. Well, there's no way I could ever do any better job than they're doing with chicken. And I love that because, you know, as... As people in the food community, we know who does what best. And right. You know what? I don't need to. I and don't we're need not to go gonna there. Try right. to compete with the Seatons or the Chases <laughs> on chicken. <laughs> well, you know, whenever you're you're doing this menu and you you have these these dishes and you start to say, okay, my guests are coming in. What kind of experience? Whenever they come in, what do you want them? How do you want them to feel whenever they leave? Well, I mean, I know Greg wants them to always have a good meal. I want them to feel like they've come somewhere where, you know, they're appreciated, that they're welcome, that, you know, they can have some nice drinks, that they don't feel like their pockets have been gouged. You know, we want to give it to you. Eating out is expensive, and that is because groceries and all this stuff is expensive. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Payrolls expense. I mean, it's all, it all costs a lot of money, but we try to keep, you know, the prices decent so that, um, because we want our locals to come in. We want you to come in not only for special occasions, but because you want to go out and have a nice dinner on a Wednesday night, you know, or a Tuesday night. If you're hungry, come, come have dinner with us. We don't want you to feel like you have to you know, it has to be a special occasion or you have to get all dressed up or anything like that. We want you we want to be your neighborhood restaurant, but we want you to feel good while you're in there. So um Right. And and with a smile on your face as you leave, that's mm-hmm. most important. And then second thing I think is having somebody uh, you know, have that person tell somebody else and they'll come in and right. uh and just kind of snowball from there. And that that's what makes a successful restaurant for sure. I agree. So many times I get in conversations with people and I I say, for me, it's about the 
overall experience. And if one little piece of the experience doesn't quite live up, but the rest of it does, I leave going, it's an amazing experience. But when all of those factors fall into place like perfect little puzzle pieces, mm-hmm. it, you know, there's something about leaving a restaurant and just like, it's great to just be happy and right. to say I well, had a that- great dinner, a great experience, and I didn't have to put on high heels and I right. got to wear my hair in a ponytail. Exactly. <laughs> and, and it was something, and I, yeah. Yeah, and something and, memorable. Yes. Even yeah. though we have tablecloths, that's because I just personally like a tablecloth <laughs> on my table. I do. <laughs> I'm fancy like that. But it doesn't mean you have to dress to match that. So, so y'all, for my listeners out there, I love that uh, Mary just said, because I'm fancy like that with her tablecloth. My mother-in-law is a placemat lady, uh-huh. and we've always had different placemats for every meal. <laughs> but uh, before we, we got started, uh, we started talking about being fancy and what we ate for dinner. So my listeners who didn't hear, Greg, why don't you tell everybody what you had for dinner last night that was so fancy? <laughs> Well, I, we went to a party, um, and they had finger sandwiches, and I, I, I'm a I'm a gush over for finger sandwiches because uh, you definitely can't just eat one. So uh, I ate a, a lot of finger sandwiches. I ate a couple myself. Yeah. <laughs> they were good. So and I really enjoyed that. Um, and we With also, some red wine was nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And actually, we also had some uh, mustard direct from France, from Dijon, and that was just delicious. Oh, yeah. Yummy. It's so fun to, you know, hear what people are really eating because so many times people assume that we are eating a double-cut moho marinated, you know, rib chop. Maybe not so much. My busy nights... I bring home a tray of finger sandwiches for my husband. And so as soon as you said that, I laughed because I thought that ham sandwiches were family meal. The first year I was open, that was all we ate were ham and cheese sandwiches. And uh, for somehow, when you get those finger sandwiches, I can eat a whole tray, but I can only eat one whole sandwich. I don't really know what's going on with that. Oh, you can definitely eat more than a, if you definitely put the, (laughs) Two together, you would eat way more finger sandwiches than just the regular sandwiches. <laughs> That's definitely. Well, in y'all's house on your day off, what are y'all cooking at home? What do we cook at home? I, Greg likes to cook steak. Yeah, I'll That's grill outside. I don't like to go a big in a kitchen. <laughs> at, I don't like to really fool with the kitchen in our house. So I'll cook outside if the weather's nice and really enjoy barbecuing, gosh, chicken, steaks, anything. Mm-hmm. Anything grilled uh, outside where you can have a nice beer and watch the grill and kind of listen to the saints, I guess you could say. <laughs> <laughs> and there is something about that that hiss and sizzle that is pretty ch- like yeah. calming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is. Um, Especially so, during a Saints game, right? That's yeah. exactly right. And we're, we're empty nesters now. I mean, our youngest is off uh, at college, so it's just the two of us. Yeah. So that... It suits us fine. She's a vegetarian, so it was always hard when she was at home. We had to, you know, then we had to really scramble something up. (laughs) Well, you know, we do get a lot of vegetarians and vegans in the restaurant. And believe it or not, I always say, well, can they have cream, butter, or eggs? And sometimes they can't, and then you have to really think hard of what to cook for them. But I always toy with the idea, well, let me just put a vegan 
dish on the menu, but then I think, well, guys, that'll never sell. Well, there might be something a little bit fun about the spur of the moment using what you have in the the kitchen. I enjoy that thoroughly. And uh, I want to say the last one I made, and the woman couldn't have any dairy product whatsoever, was I made a green tomato that was battered, you know, without eggs or anything. And then I fried it, and then I topped it with a duxelle mushroom crust. And the lady wanted to send it back because she thought I put cheese on top of it. And I said, no, it was just some toasted breadcrumbs. <laughs> <laughs> but that sounds delicious. Yeah, and no, it came out good. It's fun whenever you're challenged and all of a sudden you realize, hey, I put out like something pretty incredible. Yeah, I thought it was uh, really neat and kind of unique and southernish because you did got the green like tomatoes. It? Yeah, she really did. Uh, enjoyed it thoroughly. And I always ask a waiter, especially for vegans, did they eat the whole thing? And um, some of them are very picky. I got to tell you, they they not only can't have these ingredients, but they want this. <laughs> well, and you know, it happens, and I feel like uh, you know, it's our our duty to to try and uh, come up with with something creative and innovative that is not just a grilled vegetable plate or, or just right. a sautéed vegetable yes. on a plate. That I breaks totally my heart agree. to yeah. see that go out to a no, table. Greg does a good job at that. Yeah, no, I enjoy. It. Yeah. Well, one thing that I found out today from y'all that I know our listeners will be interested in that I, hadn't, I did not realize is that y'all are open for lunch on yes. Fridays. Friday so, only, but yep, lunch. So, so tell everybody when y'all are open, where they can find you, all that good stuff. Uh, go ahead. Go okay, ahead. we're uh, for Friday lunches only, 1130 to 2. And yeah, you can just walk in. Last week we had some reservations and a lot of people walking in. Um, the menu is reflective of uh, our style of food, but it's not the same as a menu at night. And uh, one thing I, I want to say that's kind of fun to do, I wanted to have a nice cheeseburger on the menu, and I don't have a grill. So I brought my Smokey Joe Weber grill in, and I actually <laughs> fired one. up every lunch business and cooked cheeseburgers off of it. And it's so fun to do inside of a kitchen. Um, you certainly couldn't do it at home. And I also grill my mixed sausages off on it. So it gives it such great flavor. And, um, yeah, and it's a lot of fun. And then, Mary, you tell the nighttime hours of when we're open. Well, uh, lunch, we're open 1130 a.m. until 2 p.m. on Fridays. And dinner is 530 p.m. until 10 o'clock. And Tuesday through Saturday. Awesome. Tuesday we're closed Sunday Saturday. and Monday. Yeah, you need a day off, right? We need two days off. <laughs> yeah, we definitely need. You got, I We're think old. anybody that, that has to work all the time, or even people that are open for lunch and dinner all the time, is tough. And so. it's a testament to your relationship that you can work together, be at work together, and still want to go home and enjoy two days off together, right? right? Yeah. <laughs> A lot of times, like today, it's it's not. I want to say it's a day off, but it's always a catch up day, so that I'm, uh, I don't know, calling out the repairman to come fix this and do that, and on and on. And he goes and takes care of the stock, yeah, and you know, regroup. Uh, it's I it's not say. really a whole day off, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, anything exciting? Anything new? Are y'all? <laughs> we're just focusing on on the restaurant, or are y'all well, going to be uh, doing something for the what holidays? Are we doing? Well, you know what I've actually started doing, which I really find just as fascinating as could be, and it's kind of out of the norm, but uh, for the rest of the country, they're really doing it more and more at restaurants, is sous vide. And uh, I have done, and we put a veal chop on the menu that's sous vide. And I got to say, 
that style or that method of cooking is very uh, so interesting uh, and it's so unique compared to any other style of cooking. And so sous vide, I, I got to say, is really the new thing. And talking to uh, a restaurateur in Washington that I know really well, that's all they do there. That's how they cook a lot of their food. So it's mostly cooked food, and then you just really are just searing it off. But it locks in the flavors. It, um, you know, if you do some some research on it, it, it really makes a lot of sense in the way it cooks mm-hmm. and the way and the way you can do different things with it. So that's really neat. Um, and special things. We don't have a whole lot going on. We will be doing uh. The, at the Crescent City Farmers Market, there are two Tuesdays in December. I think it's the two middle Tuesdays that we will be doing the Green Plate Special. Oh, cool! So if you want to come out, uh, you know, uh, uh, at, at the Tulane campus at the uh, what is it, the the Uptown, Uptown Square, Camp, yeah, Uptown, Uptown Square, Square campus, yeah. um, we you come out and have lunch with us. Yeah, we'll be and, doing that. And then we're also doing a Revi, the Revion. Yeah, we'll uh, be doing the Revion. One of the during, restaurants doing the Revion, uh, which I always enjoy. And this, and we're doing more of a traditional Revion menu. I forget what was on it, but it's it's more of a traditional one. So we need to start going on Fridays for lunch, plan our holiday, you know, get-togethers on a Friday afternoon. I imagine since there's only a few Fridays. Uh, we're probably going to have to make a reservation, right? <laughs> I would, I, Greg said just walk in, but I would make a reservation. <laughs> if you know you're coming, especially if you're coming with, you know, more than four people, definitely. Well, I like uh, I like Friday lunches because really the whole neighborhood kind of perks up. You know, Fridays are, per- without a doubt, the busiest day, I want to say, for Willie Mays and Dookie Chase. So, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, so we thought that that Open enough for Friday lunch could make us busy too. Yeah, and adds even more energy to the neighborhood. Yeah, and we're really close. You know where we're located. We're so close to the quarter, so close to the CBD, and then we're like in a gateway to uh, Mid City. Well, awesome. Well, y'all, I want to thank you so much for coming in. You've been listening to WRBH Radio 88.3 FM. Thank you to Greg and Mary Sonier with Gabrielle Restaurant. I am absolutely going to make a Friday lunch reservation. I think that's where my girls are going to go for the holidays. It sounds awesome. So until next time, thank you so much. Thank you, Amy. Ciao. You've been listening to WRBH Radio 88.3 FM.